Yo, welcome everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Dane Allen, a.k.a. Uptown Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Big Buckets Brown, a.k.a. Bacon Brown. I'm trying to leave that last one out, but it's just so funny. I have to say it all the time. <laughs> um, Yo, how are you? You good? Glad to hear it. Appreciate everybody coming to check out the show at Shakers last month and also showing up to the Wise Owl Drinkery in Cook House. We had the Hoots All Owl Night Long show, which was pretty dope. Sold out show. My first ever sold out stand-up comedy show. Appreciate the love, everybody. And also, thank you, everybody, who's been listening to the podcast. These past couple of weeks, we have got over our first uh, 1,200 to 1,500 listens. I mean, hey, you got to start somewhere. We just started, I just started the show in January, so I'm kind of really excited about where everything is going now and really pushing it to um, really be successful. Um, last week's guest, Adrian Brandyberg, hope you guys have been paying attention to her and you followed her on IG she has the BAPS comedy variety show that they have going on, and they're going to be doing the thing. And I really just wanted to have her on because, one, she's funny as hell. Two, she is pretty fucking amazing. And three, she works her ass off. Like, um, one of, like I said in the last episode, the one time that I did see her, she was going in. And when you see somebody who isn't afraid to just get on stage and do what they got to do, you... um. You appreciate that. And then not to mention, that was early on when I first started doing stand-up. So I had to been doing comedy for a couple of months at that time. So this was almost two years ago. And I saw her, and she was hosting at the Revival in Hyde Park. Shout out to them. Um, great place to go see Chicago stand-up and improv as well. Uh, but, yeah, I saw her there. And then again, I saw her hosting at uh, Second City at their open mic. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, she's really um, doing her thing. This is somebody who is uh, making a name for themselves, who has a reputation to uphold out there. And I just take the time, I want to take the time to say I appreciate you, Adrian, for being on the show, even wanting to do the podcast. Because, uh, yeah, nigga, you could have said no. And I say that to everybody, but it's so simple that sometimes people have a lot of stuff going on. And you think like, oh, well... They might not be interested. Oh, they might be interested. And before you know it, they on the show and you got a great episode, which I thought was dope because we did get a lot of lessons on that episode. And feel free to go back and check out some other episodes. This is what I'm going to be doing um, throughout the week. Sometimes if um, we have a little downtime, I want to try and publicize the old episodes and get people to check those out. And make sure you're supporting the comics and the creatives and the entrepreneurs that I've interviewed in the past. Because hopefully, hopefully, as we uh, move forward and we pick up momentum with um, the show, then I'll actually have them come back maybe for a second episode. Uh, you know, uh, catch up episode. I don't know. <laughs> just, uh, just to let you know what they got going on or if they're selling out the United Center one night, then maybe we can get them on. But I had one, one person tell me they're going to charge me if that's the case. Uh, but yeah, so uh, going forward on this week's episode, we have Naima Muhammad, uh, entrepreneur, radio personality. Uh, she's doing a lot of stuff in the community right now. So I guess that would be philanthropy. <laughs> she's doing a lot of different things and I've known her since I was a kid 
And to see people you've known as a kid grow and become what we kind of set out to do. Not not in the sense of setting a goal and then reaching it, but in the sense of when you're a kid, I feel like you're in this like mode where you, you're picking up these habits, you're picking up different things, and you're learning different things. You're learning how to be yourself. Uh, you're learning who you are. And you put in, you're putting a lot of education and information into your head and you, 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 you're processing all that stuff. And to see somebody who came from the same place you came from and really just do some amazing things and even influence you in ways that you never would have thought, you got to appreciate them. And I wanted to have her one-on-one because she has a, um, I want to say it's natural beauty and body products and she even gave me some of the body butter and is doing amaze balls on these ashy elbows and knees and keeping my, my ankles straight in this cool weather we're getting right now so um it helps with like eczema and dry skin and all that good stuff and i gotta say um i really enjoyed this episode i enjoyed it one because i hadn't spoken to her in so long and, and to be able to sit down with someone who has known you since you was a little snot nose. It did not even try to like to to big bear you. Like not try to play you. Like <laughs> she could have big time me, but she did it. And I appreciated that because I talk about this in the episode too, because she had so much stuff going on. She was doing radio before. I remember seeing her doing that. And I thought, you know, if somebody can do that that you know, then why not? Why not you? Um and she talks a lot about transformation and building um yourself in this episode which i think around this time is kind of, this time of year is kind of where people are you, you get into that point where you're winding down a little bit ready to go into the new year and you kind of you kind of reflecting a little bit and that's why i kind of enjoyed this episode more is because she did talk about a lot about reflecting on herself and figuring out exactly who she was and what she was going through and how to change and different things like that like that was interesting to hear that and like I said, we're around this time of year where people start looking back on the full year they had in 2018, and you're going into 2019, you want to make sure that you're not making the same mistakes, you're not doing the same thing you were last year at this time. You know, you start being reflective. She talks about putting together a vision board. Um, she talks about um, a program she's put together to help out young ladies and young women figure out exactly, you know, what changes am I going to go through when I'm when I'm becoming a young adult and stuff like that as, as far as, like, uh, hygiene and, and learning how to use makeup and learning, you know, it's a lot of different stuff that she's doing right now. And I had to really um, appreciate that, man. I, I, um, I applaud anyone who, who pays it forward by reaching back and giving back. Um, and and she, says, she says that in this episode, hey, my inspiration was the hood where I'm from. Um, and I just, I really enjoy this episode, really enjoy sitting down with her and talking, and I think you guys will too, um, but going forward, please continue to check out the shows, guys, please continue to follow us on Facebook at It's Your World Podcast, just put that in the search bar on Facebook, it's right there, can't miss it, like the page, tell a friend about the page, if you're on Instagram, make sure you follow us at It's I-T-S-U-R World pod pod underscore we, that we have the same name on instagram and on twitter so it's easy to find us there um we have the links in the bios of each page 
And you'll be able to check out episodes from this week and weeks in the past. I'm trying to keep them archived online for you guys so that you can check them out whenever. But, um, yeah, man, I just I, I, I like the way that everything is going now. So, moving into October. This is right now October 2nd. Um, yeah, man. Just glad everybody is really showing a lot of support. And um, hopefully, if you guys also know of anybody you think you would like to hear on the show or you think somebody that would be good to have on the podcast, let me know because um, maybe we can get something set up where we can sit down and talk to one another and really get things figured out. But yeah, I don't really, I don't know, man. There's not a lot going on right now, but I got to see LeBron in his Lakers uniform. That was pretty weird. I don't know. But that, I think that team is going to be pretty dangerous, people. Um, don't don't let that that young core fool you because they are athletic. Um, they can make a lot of noise in the West. I don't I don't know if they go be in conference finals noise making that type of noise, but I know they're an athletic team and that's going to be pretty scary. A lot of teams aren't going to be able to match up with them. They look pretty solid. Um, shout out to the Bears because we are in first place of the NFC North. I really feel like we can win this division, but I don't want to jinx it, so I'm not going to win right now. Hopefully, um, yeah, they can keep this going. Shout out to Mitchell Trubisky and Khalil Mack. But, yeah, so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. Don't forget to subscribe and review and bear down. Sitting with the Royal <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad that you took the time out of your first job being a mom, first and foremost. I had to sit and wait patiently <laughs> this for the interview to start. So, <laughs> she will tell you he was cordial. He was everything, you know, with that new movement they got going on. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't brush me. He didn't do anything. He's like, he, man, perfect gentleman, okay? <laughs> perfect gentleman. I mean, I had to get you on one because I saw, you know, you got the cosmetic line and, and like skincare products and again like I said before we start recording I just want to tell you like you're inspiring you oh man <laughs> Jordan I've known Jordan forever okay That's I have real. to know that seriously it's been a long time I feel old now I feel old but if you feel old then how old I am I I don't want to say that though <laughs> I don't want to say that though and one of the things too that I don't know if I told you but in the past, you did do your radio. Yeah. And I was like, man, what's a way that I can kind of get into that? And, and as time came and changed, it went along. You know, they're moving more from the radio to podcast. Exactly. And as a stand-up comic, a lot of comics do have podcasts. And I'm like, how can I do something like similar to that with putting my name out there and everything like that? So I'll give you some credit for doing that, too. It's oh. kind of that. Well, thank you, thank you. And, which is what the whole show is about. Basically putting the spotlight on people who are where you are. Mm-hmm. And you do know them. Again, like, I've known you since, like, I was in grade school. So that's just how it was. That was a long time ago. Almost 30-something years old. So I feel like Methuselah right now. But, like, <laughs> you know, to see people where you're from who grew up in the same environment mm-hmm. that you grew up in, came from that same place and to go and do great things I just had to have you on so thank you first and foremost yeah thank you for having me I'm excited about being well, here I appreciate yeah. that you know, not a lot of people say that I'm excited no, I, to see I brought you a gift and everything like I was excited I hopefully was it's okay to be right I don't know it, it might smell too good I might eat it by mistake you know? <laughs> 
no, that's the uh, natural whip shea butter. Please don't eat that because okay. we don't have any insurance for you. Oh, wow. That. Okay, so don't. <laughs> all right, don't eat it. All right, tell but all the other products, our face washes and face scrubs, absolutely go down. Tell everybody about the other stuff you got. Cause yeah, well, hello, everybody. I am Royal Diva. As Jordan said, and I own Royal Diva Body Butter. We are a natural, organic skincare line based out of Chicago. We kind of started with our signature product, which I brought you today, our whipped shea butter that got started. My son was born. He had eczema. It was, like, really horrible. The doctors was like, medicine, drugs, steroids. And I'm like, no. So I was like, you know what? I'm an African woman in my blood. So I literally, I took a class on skincare. I took a business course. I learned how to set up a LLC in Illinois, and I just kind of started doing my thing. Um, it really kind of got to start. I was making it for my son, and it was working great. And then all my family was like, hey, let us use this. And then everybody else was like, we need some of this too. And so I'm just making it, and I'm giving it out. And people are like, dummy, you should be selling, should be selling it. So that's kind of what I did. Yeah. What was it like taking that leap, though? Because I know you can have stuff working for you and everything like that, but it just never clicked like, I should. I should, yeah. Well, it was interesting because, like I said, I come from kind of like radio and a little bit of TV, um, coming from college. So I was already in an entrepreneurial mindset. So, you know, I'm like, I'm booking shows. I'm doing this to kind of get my own money. And then when people kind of tapped me on the shoulder, I was like, Silly girl, you should have been doing this all along. So, you know, um, I do have a bachelor's degree from Chicago State University. Woo-woo, okay. State. And um, just already having the kind of knowledge of business and kind of how things work, I was like, you know what? I want to create something now that I can just give to my children mm-hmm. at 18, you know. So my son, um, he takes coding classes, and he's also the videographer for the company. So bought him a Canon. Um, it's a very expensive camera, by the way. Bought him a camera. Um, and we are now going to create like commercials and everything for the company. So it's really like a family brand that I'm trying to create. That's real because they, to be African American and then have a business that you can pass down to your kids. Yeah, that's a new wave right now. That's it something really that we is. are trying to move toward, now, or it's popular. Now, I would say, and that's the way that a lot of they get exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know. I see this uh, quote floating around on Instagram that says, your children can't inherit your job. Mm. And, you know, um, I've been in so many positions. I come from investment banking. That was kind of like my corporate position. And I'm working all of these hours. And then I got, I had my daughter. And they were just like, well, you know what? We're just going to find somebody else to do what you, and I'm like, this is still my job. Like, so I was like, you know what? It has to be a better way. Not that that's a bad way because they pay my bills and you know what I'm saying? They have afforded me lots of trips. So corporate is good for what it's good for. But like you said, the wave of the future for African-Americans, for Latinos, for our people is ownership. Mm -hmm. That's that's deep. (laughs) Because I think what's what's the hardest part about getting something like that off the ground? To be honest with you, it is support. So you would probably think, well, I mean, I don't need support because when you go into business, you will learn your friends and your family are not your customers. They are not your customer base. But it's a mentality Mm -hmm. that goes behind owning a business. It's like the psychological sister and brotherhood that you kind of need to stay strong when the money isn't flowing. You know, and speaking of corporate jobs and working at Walmart and McDonald's, people ask all the time, how do you get funding? You go to work. (laughs) Seriously. You you, you don't need a loan. Like, why don't I need a loan? Because, well, I have 
a loan every two weeks that I don't have to pay anyone back for. So if you can find a way to work your full-time job and have that fund your dream, you don't need to ask anybody for anything. Is that just confidence or is that putting in the work and getting there? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit of both. Um, it, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. Confidence is way more necessary than <laughs> sometimes yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, because I think for me starting out, you, like I always tell people this, and people have probably heard this, it's like, are you really funny too? It's like, I don't know if I'm funny. I, I feel like I'm lunch table funny. You, know, you can make people laugh at a lunch table. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. What about the living room? All right, you can do that. So you got to get to that point. And then when you say the money, money didn't become something until I was like, all right, I'm going to take Second City. I'm going to take some classes at Second City. Mm-hmm. Don't miss no classes because you're paying for that shit. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, wait, wait. You just, you said, shit, can we curse? Yeah. All right, now here we go. Cause you, well, you know what? I don't know. I just I'm used to being on terrestrial radio where I, I cannot curse. Right, okay, so, so she did the real radio. Yeah, I'm, I'm not not the real radio. But this your little is podcast. You know, I'm like you know. <laughs> never, to, never would I say that. Like that's part of the stuff that I saw and I thought she's doing so much. You know, and like we talked about that story before, saying like, man. I, why not? Why, why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. And I saw that. It was like, okay, well, this is somebody. Same grade school, same high school, same, you know, yeah. same blocks, everything, the same environment. Why don't you do something like that? Yeah. And we are so fortunate to come from the school that we come from. Like, we are surrounded by, like, classes full of, like, great people. Mm-hmm. You know, we have freaking state senators. We have uh, Gerald Gary, who just who bought the Regal Theater on 79th with his own money. Kanye is backing up his project. This is not Kanye's money. This is Gerald's money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're doing great things with comedy. We come from a really good, like, litter of of people. And I think that um, also lends to success. True. What you see, who you are around, you know, it's kind of like the whole frog in the pot thing when the water is, is heating up. It's like if you turn the water, the, the fire up slowly, the frog is just kind of going to be content and just say, it's getting a little warm right. until it dies. <laughs> you know, but if you turn that fire up to the, the hottest, he's going to jump out the pot and he's going to survive. So how many of us from where we from are willing to jump out the pot? How many of us are going to fight to survive? You know, and that's just kind of where the company came in, the radio I'm here with my kids. I got two kids right now. They're right next door. What are you going to do? Sure. What excuses? Check them off the list. And then setting an example, too. I think that's one of the things where I thought I was doing that so much with, like, playing ball. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, you're an athlete, whatever. But it didn't occur to me, like, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you try to take that leap to go do something else, you know, that, that reception might not be exactly what you thought it would be. Yeah. So how was it for you transitioning from being in entertainment to party promoting and all this stuff that, in the business and then being a parent? And all, what is that? What was that transition like and what was the reception for you doing that? You know, I can't really speak on the transition because I'm still in it. Real. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I don't see myself as being out of it. Mm. You know, I am very much still a girl from the hood with a dream. (laughs) Like, you know, I'm still a girl from the hood with a dream. And now I have two people who are dreaming off of my dream. Mm -hmm. So I think I hate to keep using this word, but it all goes back to confidence. Like I look in the mirror every day and I have mantras and I say to myself, 
you go girl. Like, you beautiful girl. You did that. Like, like the Issa Rae joint. Seriously. And you know, I thought it was like so corny and so cliche, but you, your subconscious holds on to those things. And I found my subconscious talking to me in moments that um, I was a bit nervous. Like I just recently applied. I sent my business into a competition to win $50,000. And like that was so scary to me. You don't know how many times there were like steps in the process and I waited to like 11.59 right before the submission sure deadline. Well, no, it was fear because I thought I wasn't good enough. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It was like looking at my company and then looking at all of these girl tech companies and girl companies who are like saving the world and I'm like, wash your face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's, to me, that's what gets young women into that field or into that like arena. Like, What's the first thing you do when you wake That's up? That's true. You need to wash that ass. You ain't going to be able to get to that tech company if you don't get up and, like you said, wash your ass. Right, you know, right. It's a whole uh, what's this, red fox face. Wash your ass. Wash your ass. But, like, that's the most basic thing, and it leads to so much. And then you talk about confidence. If you don't look good, if you don't feel good, like one thing my grandma used to tell me, you, you feel better when you get yes. shower. You feel better when you wash your face. I don't know, but it leads to you getting to that point. Yeah, it does. So. And it's unfortunate that we, my son is 12 and I have to force him to shower I mean, these that's, days. That's like par for the course. As you, as you I keep hearing that from everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's normal. Yeah, and I, I'm like. I didn't think about it in my head. Like, why <laughs> did you do that? Like, why? <laughs> There's no logic that you can apply to that thought process. And so many people are like, oh, I wasn't like that. No, nigga, you was like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't, So it's that fear of not being good enough or just not standing out or, you know. It's really, for me personally, it was a fear of not being good enough. Um, I come from, I was like a really fat little girl. Like I was really chunky. Uh, Miss Piggy and I were like twins. And fat shots to Miss Piggy. I don't care what nobody said about it. She's beautiful. Okay? <laughs> and she's a diva. So. Yeah, and hello, real diva. Where y'all think I got this from? Like me and Miss Piggy been twinning since we was twinning. But it was, I've always felt the same. You know, um, I've gone through a transition in life where I've lost maybe about 60 to 70 pounds. So to the outside world, I look different. But to me, I'm still the same. So I still carry those insecurities, those fears, those you just aren't good enough. So regardless of what the world says, which is actually lended to my self-esteem through self-care workshop. Um, it's for 11 to 14-year-old girls. And we go into like community centers, after-school programs, and school settings. And we teach girls, we start from the basics. We teach them how to wash their body. You won't believe how many 12-year-old girls don't know how to wash their face. They don't know that when they have a period, things are going to change. You know, So it's the basics of defining what a woman is to a young girl and making her totally okay with that. Right. You know, like pimples, breakouts. It's natural. We have girls now, 10 and 11 years old, face beat, full of makeup, eyebrow. What is going, like, you shouldn't... I always tell people, I'm mad at the, the little, little girls this age. When I was that age, we had a transition. We had an ugly phase. We all had a fat phase. And, you know, and then we got to the phase where, okay, our moms are letting us, you know, dye our hair and arch our eyebrows. These little girls go straight from nine years old to freaking beauty queens. And it's like, 
you don't even have the time to hate yourself, to build yourself up, to love yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you go from a being that doesn't know anything as an eight, nine-year-old to this super, I am Miss America, I'm beautiful every day. You don't put that foundation. Exactly. Down. You know, so then when you get our age, you're lost. You're like running around, like looking for men and like sugar daddies and all this little crazy shit that's going on nowadays. And it's like, why? Because you don't have the basis of loving yourself. So, wash your face and love yourself, you know? That's real. <laughs> wash your ass and love yourself, okay? So, do you use the body butter uh, products and everything with the I kids? I do. Okay. Um, like I said, I, it got to start off with my son. That was our signature product. It was the whipped shea butters. And so, then I'm like, okay, what else do I use that I don't like the contents of? So, then I came up with um, body washes, face scrubs. We are now transitioning... Funny story, I was telling you about the deodorant that I have on. We're now transitioning into making um, all-natural and organic deodorant, which I kind of have to take a pause for the cause and tell people, when you're buying organic and natural products, you have to understand that, not that they don't work as well, but you have to redefine what working is. You know, um, when you spray Clorox cleanup in your tub, you can literally smell it from outside your home. That should tell you something about the products that you're using. No, you literally like I have to let the windows up and turn the ceiling fan on in my bathroom when I clean. And I'm like, that's not okay. Right. You know, so we are trying. This will be maybe about another year rollout, but we are transitioning. I'm learning now how to make cleaning supplies and home products that are natural and organic. You know, you turn on the commercials late at night when you got to pee and you go into the bathroom, and it's like, do you have mesothelioma from like using freaking? Baby powder on your baby's ass. Like, yeah, and now, you know, 12-year-olds have cancer from fucking baby powder. So this is kind of the goal of the company, is to establish a baseline of holistic living. So we're not worried about those things, you know? Um, We're not... I've lost so many people under the age of 30. Diabetes, cancer. So many of these things that when I was a child... My grandparents' friends was dying of that at like 76, you know what I'm saying? I'm dressed up in a fucking dress at three years old for a funeral that I don't even know these people. Now, I'm taking my 12-year-old to my best friend's funeral, you know? And so, that was a big inspiration to continue the line past just body butters, you know? Um, I want young black and Latina women, and I always include black and Latina because I think those are our sisters and brothers, you know? We just one boat ride away, child. I'm sorry to tell y'all. Okay, okay. Now, so, um, yeah, I just want us to have a baseline of living that is healthy, that is safe, and it just gives us the best chance of life, you know? That's real, because that was way deep for the response. <laughs> and stop me if I'm talking too much. No, like I, I say, mean, this is I talk. This is you, what I do. So it's okay. But yeah, I definitely feel you on that. And that's one of the things, too, that you think about is the after effects of using all these different things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how are we passing down these traditions and things? And you're like changing, legitimately changing the culture of your entire family. What are you talking about? Trendsetter, like, oh, okay. yes. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I got goals. Goals. <laughs> but another thing that I'm really about more too that I talked to a lot of people about just like the culture and the society that we're living in like how is that influencing everything that you got going on right now I understand what you said when you're helping out the young ladies get stuff together and everything mm-hmm. like that with themselves you know how how did you get to that point that this is something that I need to do you know what influenced you to do that the hood <laughs> 
<laughs> I was born and raised in the hood. Like, I still fucking live in the hood. I own property in the hood. When I went to college in Atlanta, it was in the fucking hood. Like, my life has revolved around the hood. I've never gone to a, gone to a predominantly white institution. Right. I don't know what that feels like. So, with that being said, I've had the trauma of... I've had the trauma of being surrounded by people who were traumatized, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So um, I know what it's like to be unloved. I know what it's like to be untaught. I know what it's like to be uncultured. And I just, I want a different. Mm-hmm. Um, about two years ago, I was working with um, SAIC, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, okay. as well as the Blooming Group. And so we went to the YMCA in Homan and we started um, an installation. So we planted a garden there, and the students from the School of the Art Institute, they built kind of like tables and chairs just for like the community. But what I did was, um, it took us about seven weeks, but I walked that program every day because I said I wanted to put myself in the shoes of our young men and women, and I wanted to see. So I walked from, I won't tell you exactly where I live, but I walked from K-Town to Homan and Central Park. And when I tell you it was the most degrading experience of my life, um, I was accosted. I had men pull over to the side and jump out of their cars on me. The police have a ra- I mean, like, it was like harassment from all areas and that is when it was at the start of my business as well and that is when I said something has to change Mm -hmm. like I don't want my son to walk through these same streets and get the same experience so ever since then I've kind of been dedicating my time and my life um to helping the youth of Chicago like I told you I just left the parent policy committee so I am on um certain committees at different schools in the city and we kind of like shape the culture of what that school is. You know, we go to Springfield and we advocate for better lunches. Um, Some of the other stuff that I do is I work with community groups and we actually are on the ground, like walking around the neighborhoods and changing the conversations that people have. You know, one of the small things that I saw that I could do myself was literally changing how I show up. So when I see people, I smile. Hey, you know what I'm saying? When I'm, I may be on a train and I see a sister because it, it happens to us all. You see a cute girl, you think you cute too, you get a little attitude. I don't do that no more. I greet my sisters, I hug sisters on the street. It's my personal responsibility to change the relationships that people have when they come in contact with me. And I've seen people take that themselves and like, now they're like, hey, good morning. And it changes. It's the small things. I'm such an advocate of the small things. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, this is a really small example. My son left his lunch at school. I mean, at home today. So I was like, okay, I'll go take it to him. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to write him a little note. I'm going to drop him a little love note in there. And when I picked him up, I totally forgot about it because I went to work, did my thing. I came and picked him up. I was like, how was your day? He's like, mama, I had the best day ever. I was like, well, what happened? Like, I'm ready to hit some new stuff. And he was like, man, I was so mad this morning because I left my lunch. He said, but then I walked in that lunchroom and the teacher said, your mom brought your lunch. And he was like, I was so happy. And he said, and then I opened it and I saw that letter and all the kids was like, your mom's so cool. She loves you. So it's literally the small things that we do that can just have a ripple effect. And I just think life is wonderful. You know? 
because I think one of the things that stands out to me about everything that you're saying right now is that you're taking responsibility on yourself a little bit to do a lot of mm-hmm. things. And when I think about that in terms of what I'm doing, it's like working to make shit funny, but then working to that point where I can talk about serious stuff and then it's funny. And then it's funny. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because I too, I too grew up in the... I too grew up in the... <laughs> it went through the same type of things and just seeing... seeing just getting your ass for no reason. Like, yeah. And, and, and you never think about how that really affects you. You never really think about how you carrying that for so long. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it's almost normal. Seriously, <laughs> like, dysfunction is fucking normal. <laughs> you know what? Okay, since we've been real, we're going to be all over real. I had a conversation with Self okay. a few years ago. And I was like, Self, you a fucking hot ass mess, Self. Like... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Your friends, you'll be on the phone. Y'all, your friend got to go somebody on the other line. Now your feelings hurt because you think the bitch don't like you no more. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that serious, but why do I feel like that? Because I've been so hurt for so long. I'm carrying so much around. You know what I'm saying? Somebody bumping to you in the club. You're ready to pull out. Now, you know what I'm saying? Self, calm down, self. So I said, you know what? I'm going to love myself. I'm going to love you. The first year is... So this is all kind of going back to, I know I got a lot of stuff going on, but I'm also in school right now to become a registered dietitian nutritionist. Because um, as you can kind of see, the theme of everything is betterment. And I love people, so the betterment of other people. So um, with that being said, I want to become a health coach. And part of my health coaching is not just like food and like physical. It's about the psychological, mm-hmm. you know, health of things. So when I said that, I started to do um, vision boards. And I said, what is the next 12 months of my life going to look like if nobody could stop me? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like literally, if it was you and God in the room and God said, bitch. <laughs> Listen, because this is how me and God talk to each other. Like, that's that's the homie. Okay? It's like a relationship. I can talk to you. Yeah. This is, yes, this is a real relationship. He like, I made you. I know who you are when you come home. You know what I'm saying? I know. It. So he said, bitch. You see that? That's a 12-month mark down now. I want you to map out every day of your life for the next 12 months. No whole bars. So I did that. I put it on a piece of paper. I sat down. It was like, put the kids to bed. And I took like six hours. Um, had some extracurricular activities going on too. But we'll say that over there. So it was just me. And my extracurricular activities, and I got magazines, and I got books, and I got crayons, and I got pens and paper, and I got like my music going, and it's just like such an inspiration. And I mapped out what I wanted to do, and if I could, if I could physically show you the vision board, it has been my life for the past twelve months. If you see it, you do. You know, so it's all these small things. I was like. My grandma's smart as hell. See, they like to tell you. They like to call it old wives' tales. <laughs> they like to make it seem like people from the country in the South is slow. They, they knew what they were talking about. You know, my grandma had always told me, watch what you say, because what you say becomes your reality. You know what I'm saying? She used to tell me, honey, just keep a living. You think it, just keep a living. That's my grandma's main thing. Child, I'm living, and I'm seeing all this shit, and I'm like, bro, you was right, girl. You was right. So I just... Sometimes I just think of some stuff my grandma said and I jot it down because I know I'm going to need that. Whatever that quote was, whatever that phrase was, 
I'm gonna need that. It's, it, I think it's to the point where when we talk about the traumatic thing, I also gotta think about the good stuff too. Exactly. And think about yourself as a human being and how both of those things are usually warring at one another. Yeah. To, to see who's gonna come out on top. Exactly. Seriously, it's a war of all of these experiences, and it's like who's gonna win. But I think the part that we don't hold on to is that we get to determine which one wins. You know, a lot of us go through this life like this already won because. I was molested or, you know, my mama didn't love me or unfortunately one of my parents passed away. It's like, okay, those are things that happened to you. Now, how are you going to take that and what are you going to do with it? Respond to it. You know? Live, actually live off of that. I think that's one of the things that kind of took the way that I even relate to different people. And being black, you also have a certain mindset sometimes. We do. <laughs> and... For me, like you on the opposite side where you didn't experience being around predominantly white people. Mm -hmm. Well, I experienced being around white people. And I'm like, y'all, one joke I wrote is like, uh, yeah, man, you ain't never, you ain't come to school here with none of your uh, classmates from high school. No, nigga, the majority of them went to jail. <laughs> like, that's a joke. But, but some of my friends did. Mm-hmm. And the kids I went to high school did end up in prison. It's not funny that they're in prison. Right. But the situation for me was realizing, like, damn, y'all didn't have to experience none of this stuff? Seriously. You So you ain't never been punched in the face for no reason? No, for drinking the last of the juice <laughs> that, that was bought for you any damn way. Okay. None of that happened. You didn't know. Uh, okay, well, this is something new to me, but you get to see how the other side lives and thinking, like, how can I bring this experience back? How mm-hmm. can I bring my experience there? What's it, that experience, like I said, that good experience? Like, okay, cool, it was cool, I had a good time, I really enjoyed myself, but it made me want to be around my people. People more, more yeah. Where people think that it should take the opposite effect. It's well, like, I was going to say, maybe you should introduce me to some white people because I'm tired of these niggas. <laughs> 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 it's not even, it's like it was a joke, now, people. We had a time now where we kind of need to be more together. Mm-hmm. We had a time now where we do need women like you teaching young ladies different mm-hmm. things like that. Or even myself being a mentor. Like I'm work, I work with a nonprofit too. If the kids want to talk to me, come talk to me, but I'm not gonna force myself on you to mm-hmm. take in what I have to say. But the idea is that I've been in the same place you've been. Mm-hmm. I started where you kinda of started at. And then for some kids I might have started at a worse place than you exactly. started. Exactly. Uh, but I'm like I said, I appreciate the fact that you are even doing that now. Uh oh. The mom's about to come in. <laughs> <laughs> so my ass cut to right. the corner. <laughs> She's going to give her a little look. Uh, but one thing that I usually ask uh, each guest is, what's influencing you now with the ideas? I know you said you had the vision board and everything. Like, What do you take in every day that, other than your, your mantras in front of the mirror and everything like that? Um, I can't say it enough, but God. Mm. You know, um, my son was laughing at me this morning. I literally get up four o'clock every morning, four to five ish, and I read the Quran and I pray. And I take I just take time for me and God. Like I've made I made God so important in my life that I just I feel like I can't fail. You know, um every every moment, every situation that I'm in, I try to find the God in it. You know, and I a lot of people they they be like, Girl, Gosh, yeah, tired of it. You know, and it's like it's too much for them, but I don't know any moment without God. I, I can't, that's all that I can tell people. When people come to me with problems, I'm listening to them, child, and then I'm going to tell them, did you pray about it? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not pray in a sense of, our Father, who art in heaven. Pray in a sense of a relational prayer. Like I said, God said, look, bitch, talk to God how you talk to your closest friends. You know what I'm saying? Because he already know all of that stuff going on. And once I got my firm eye on God, like my kids... Everything fell into everything fell into line. Like I can't push enough. This is not, you know, Sunday morning a religious thing. But if you want to know what my inspiration is, personally, it's God. It's the beauty of God. It's how my life has transformed since He's become the basis of everything. Like I it's God, man. It is. Well, other than the Quran, what are you reading? What are you listening to? Music-wise? So, um, <laughs> one, one of my favorite, favorite art, um, not artists, but authors, is Paolo Cello. Okay. P-A-U-L-O-C-O-E-L-H-O. And he wrote the book called The Alchemist. I don't know if you ever heard of that. I've been Alchemist. looking for that book. The bookstore is the building that I worked on having, so I've been looking for it. They got it here. You can rent it from here, That's from the library. Yeah. The Alchemist changed my life. It has changed my life. It, it, the basis of it is God as well, but it's about a person who goes through insurmountable. I mean, I couldn't even begin to tell you right now what he goes through in this book, but it was his fervent vision on the end point that made none of that matter. And if you know what alchemy is, alchemy is changing of metals into like golds or into very lucrative substances from like nothing and that's what your life is it is taking nothing a baby a crying naked ass baby and turning that into gold you know and so that is one of my most favorite books ever um hgtv what i love hgtv love it and list it watch that shit and you even in me like being a dude you, you don't think you should be watching that stuff but that's, they be doing some creative shit yeah, on me. <laughs> for real I remember watching that shit with my mom when I was shorty and even now when we're modeling our crib now I'm mm-hmm. like man you know some good ideas to the point where you start thinking about stuff like yeah, I could do that. I could do this. <laughs> it does put you in a creative yeah. mindset, though. And you find yourself three hours later, like, why am I still watching this shit? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. And another, the last one is baths. Just taking a bath. <laughs> People laugh. I've taken four to five hour baths. No, I'm too big. I can't do <laughs> The last bathtub I was able to fit in was at a damn... Uh, Maybe it might have been a pool. <laughs> Jordan. Okay, you can't see him, guys. He's not that big. Okay, talking about a pool. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I would just encourage people to kind of find what their thing is. And for me, it's baths. It's I'm away from my kids. You know what I'm saying? It's just a moment of just clarity. If I'm somebody get on my nerves, I'm going to take me a bath. It'd be in the middle of the day. I'm like, it's. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Why are you in the tub? Cause these motherfuckers just blew me, so I'm gonna take bath. Okay, let me get a bath in you know. But yeah, baths, uh, God, Paolo, Cello, and baths, and HGTV. Okay. <laughs> Shout out Hillary Fire. That's my bitch. <laughs> but like going forward with all the ideas and everything that you have going on, and you get to that point, one thing I'll ask each guest: What are three things you would tell somebody starting something out, or just right there thinking about that vision board they're about to put together what are three things you would tell them keep yourself first um as contrary to what we all hear share share we're the world it's nothing wrong I think the idea of keep yourself first to me means one 
I'm probably going to try to be the main benefactor of all the decisions yes. I make. Now, as far as, like you said before, making sure everybody's experience with you, mm-hmm. no matter how it may be, cordial, platonic, romantic, it mm-hmm. should always be a positive experience. Now, I'm kind of an asshole. People probably don't think that. <laughs> yeah, I, was I don't think that way, but you'd be like, man, that one time he was a dick to me, but <laughs> that made sense. Like, I don't want you to ever be like, well, he just went off on me for no reason. There was a reason for right. it. <laughs> but that's what I kind of think that means as far as put yourself first. Yeah, keep yourself first. Um, what else would I tell myself? Fuck the fears. I will tell myself that and I continue to have to tell myself that I haven't beaten any of this, but it will be fuck the fears. Like sometimes I have a fear of being great. Everybody around me ain't great. And when you great and all the motherfuckers around you ain't great, it don't feel too great. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, it was, so it would, it would be fuck the fears. Put yourself first. And number three, have fun. Like, I'm silly. Like, I am a very silly person. But depending on who you ask, I might be, like, too serious. I'm like, this bitch is just stuck up. Well, it's not even that. You just might have more things going on than the regular person. It, it, I don't know. But I would <laughs> just have fun. Enjoy it. Because we all gonna die. True. We all go that. It, it may be sooner than later. It may be later than sooner. You know, but it's gonna be over one day. So fuck it, have fun. That's true. Yeah. But I do want to ask you one question before we go. Okay. Who is your favorite comedian right now? My favorite comic right now. I would probably say Gerard Carmichael. Okay. I don't know if somebody's asked me that before, but right now Gerard Carmichael. Just because I like his approach to comedy. His approach is not that it's too serious or that he has to be this. It's like, I'm good. I know I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Please enjoy. <laughs> that's like, a good way to like that's that. a, I think this I think that's an okay approach to take to comedy. It's not that I never heard no stories about how he was big time in me or anything like that. Or even not even he not even in comedy, Kenan Thompson. Oh okay. I've been listening to a few episodes and everybody's been uh, podcasts that have been spotlighting him. And I had to think, I was talking to one of my coworkers, like, Kenny Thompson has been killing the comedy TV like arena for Since Kale loved Orange Soda. Since I was nine. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> all that. All right? that, yeah. It's like, all damn, that. like, this person was so devoted to something. Mm-hmm. And then to see where they are now as an adult to the point where they're, like, begging him to come back mm-hmm. to Saturday Night Live each year. Mm-hmm. And it's not even, it's like a question. It's like, what does he go to? What is it? Like, oh, well, I'm good here. I enjoy this. Exactly. You I know? do it. I want to do that. But back to stand-up, like I said, Gerard Carmichael, just because... I like that approach. I like his background. I'm like, eh, there's some similar stuff there, different things. And he he kind of talks about the same shit that I want to talk about, too, on stage. As far mm-hmm. as, it's not so much um, anecdotal, where, it, well, it is anecdotal, but it's not so much that he's making some of this stuff up. Mm-hmm. It's shit that, like, I think he has one joke about him getting beat up in class or something like that. But it's like, you ever been in class in a fight break out? You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, right. Like, this is something that somebody's really experienced, and I kind of want to be that type of comic. Okay. Um, I don't really know, not so much how to make stuff up, but I feel like it won't come across to you as mm. an audience as genuine if it is made up and I'm not in it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. sense. It does. So, mm-hmm. thanks for asking me that. Yeah, no problem. So, versus <laughs> telling a joke versus being a joke like right. like the joke it, it is right. you know you don't have to make it up like it's, it's <laughs> right. a joke it is, like it yeah 
Well, yeah, right now, that's why I'm at. But I think you, you're always changing. Mm-hmm. And I think you're always evolving. Not so much changing, but evolving. So mm-hmm. I retract <laughs> changing, <laughs> but evolving. And similar to how you had started off with one thing, you said, okay, well, this can be this. Mm-hmm. My, my cosmetic stuff can be this for these people. And, mm-hmm. you know, just you're always growing. So I don't know where I'll be in the next couple of years. but And that's actually a beautiful thing. Really? Because the skies, skies are open. True. Possibilities are, you know, limitless. That's true. Yeah. You can do a lot of different things. Yeah. But almost wrapping everything up here. This is a little shorter interview. Started, but I think we packed a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, I was going to say, I could talk for hours. So you literally have to cut me off. Like, when you're ready, just... But um, for each guest, I usually... Um, Ask them this. It's the Kanye confidence level. So myself, I'm a Kanye stand for some reason, but oh. some people might not agree with everything that he's got going yeah. on right now. So I have the Kanye confidence level is where you're able to rate yourself with your confidence on what you're working on right now from college dropout to to now, yay, on the side of it. Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought this up. Because <laughs> I actually don't think 2018 yay is confident at all. I think 2018 Ye is scared, I think he is hurt, and I think he could use a little bit of medicine in the orange bottle, but nonetheless, um, you know, I would actually have to say I am college dropout confident, and I'll tell you why. College dropout was my first year of college in Atlanta, Georgia, and let me tell you, I was the shit because Kanye dropped that album. Let me tell you, everybody from Chicago was, you from Chicago? Say it like Kanye, Chicago! So, with that being said, that was like the prime, I won't say the prime because I'm looking for some great years, but that was an amazing time in my life. Kanye, thank you for dropping that album because you fucking turned my popularity up by like 100. So, I would have to say college dropout Kanye because he was so sure of who he was. He was okay with what he was. If he didn't go to college, he was cool with that. If he wanted to tell the world that Jesus walked, he was cool with that. Now, it's kind of a manufactured wool. They like me, can I say? So, yeah, come talk to me, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. Come talk to me, baby. But, yeah. And maybe, you know what, yay? Maybe that is why I'm so hard. Because we expect so much yeah, from you. Yeah, I love you. But now that's like, I can do I can do whatever I want to do. I cannot care. And now everybody's like, oh, outrage. But my thing is, too, I'm not going to sit up here and say, I'm not I'm against you and this, that, and other. Because one, I also believe we shouldn't hold celebrities and different people to a certain standard. Thank but you. That, hey, that's just my opinion. But everybody wants them to be role models. Yeah. And all like, he didn't sign up to be your clergy. <laughs> Like, he's not your priest or whatever. For real. So, uh, but yeah, just, just say, Mr. Ye, will you please come on today's show Mr. Ye, <laughs> Mr. Ye, would you please come on the podcast, okay? We love you, Kanye. Come through. Thank you for your time. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank Thank you, everybody, for checking out this week's episode. Really hope you appreciated it because I I did. I appreciate you sitting down with your name. You did your thing. You've been doing your thing. And I want you guys to go and follow her on Instagram at ShyRoyalDiva on IG, C-H-I-R-O-Y-A-L-D-I-V-A. Follow her there. 
Make sure you like her page. Make sure you go and check out her uh, Royal Diva Body Butter shop, www.royaldivabodybutter.co. They got some great material there, guys. Just some some great products and everything. Like, like I said, I'm using a little bit of it for my ashy ankles and, and, and my elbows. You know, because when you get the uh, when you got the fat guy friendly weather, it's fat guy friendly. That means it's cool, but that means your hands go be all ashy a little bit. You can't you can't have no ashy hands. You can't have no ashy hands. You got you got to keep yourself you got to keep yourself silky smooth and fresh. Keep keep your skin looking right, and you know I'm trying to do that too. So shout out to Naima. Helping everybody out doing that. Um, again, appreciate the love. And I can't wait to sit down with you again to see where everything goes from here. Um, I really appreciate everybody listening to the episode. Please don't forget to subscribe and review. Subscribe here on iTunes or on SoundCloud and um, leave a review. If you leave a review, you help me out. You know? Help me help you. And I don't know if that works because I'm helping you, hopefully, by giving you some motivation, inspiring you, uh, hopefully just being a, a, a good uh, voice, if that if that's how you want to put it. I don't know. But, yeah, just, uh, yeah, check it out. And I should have a couple of shows coming up. You guys will hear about that in the next few weeks. We've got to confirm some stuff. And some other things are in order. So, hopefully, uh your boy will be um, doing some things this fall. So, um, again, shout out to the Bears. Shout out to the Bulls starting preseason. And then the, the season starts on the 16th of October, I believe. So, uh, yeah, bear down. Talk to y'all later.